Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church here in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Tuesday, November 14th, and I trust you're having a good Tuesday and serving the Lord. Been a good, cool day here in Madisonville. Leaves coming down, a good day of fall. Beautiful, beautiful weather. We thank the Lord for it. And uh, thank God for his blessings. Trust you're enjoying those same blessings. Amen. Well, we began a message on yesterday's broadcast. We're going to continue throughout the week talking about what a wise man looks like, dealing with how to recognize wisdom. We need that. We need that in this day more than ever. Amen. Well, I do have a number of special requests and prayer requests to ask you to pray for. I'm just going to have to leave those as unspoken. But if you will pray with us about a lot of needs going on, a lot of things that really need prayer. So if you would pray with us about that. I do have a couple of songs queued up and then the message from the Word of God. A sermon today from Ecclesiastes chapter number 8 and verse number 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and verse number 1. I'm preaching today and throughout this week a sermon entitled, What a Wise Man Looks Like. I'm dealing with some things that wisdom will help us do. Number one, it keeps us coming to God. Wisdom comes from God. you got to go to God to get it. Number two, it helps you walk uprightly. Number three, it keeps you from falling in with evil men. Number four, it keeps you from wanton women. And number five, it helps us rescue others from those paths of sin. We're going to be dealing with those five things on this week's broadcast. Again, what a wise man looks like from Ecclesiastes chapter number 8 and verse number 1. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Allen Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. If you'll turn right at the book of Proverbs, go back towards the New Testament. You'll run into the book of Ecclesiastes, also written by Solomon. I'm just going to read one verse tonight, bring you the message that is on my heart. I hope will be helpful to you. But tonight I want to look at this one verse, verse number one of Ecclesiastes chapter number eight. It goes along with what we've been studying in the book of Proverbs. I felt like this would be good for us to apply in our life. This would be practical. But applying it in our life, every one of us ought to seek after wisdom, right? Well, amen. We ought to try to get closer and know more about Him and more about the things of God. That's what this wisdom is talking about, all right? Look at verse number 1. The Bible says, Who is as the wise man, and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? These are questions. Then a statement. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. And the boldness of his face shall be changed. Two questions asked, we'll say that way, and then a statement made in verse number 1 of chapter number 8. Who is as the wise man? And who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And then here's the statement made. A man's wisdom maketh his face to shine... And the boldness of his face shall be changed. Here's, here's what I think he's saying. He's, he's asking about what does a wise man look like? How would you recognize a wise man? 
Well, he says it'll show up on his face. People don't know what to believe anymore. They don't know how to interpret a matter. We're, we're being so confused. And by the way, I, I personally believe that is a, I know that is a trick of these autocratic and despotic dictatorships. That, that's an old tool that was used back when Russia first fell to the communists. And when, in, when World War II came in and tried to liberate some of those places, there was a mental deception that ran through the minds of people. I, I'll say we can see it with the Russians. We can see it with the Germans. And we're getting there quickly, by the way. I believe, I believe we're in the last days and I believe there's a, I don't believe it just started. There's a strong deception across our world that people don't know how to discern, that people don't know how to interpret a thing. He's in pretty bad shape. And that's what Solomon's dealing with. But he asked the question, who is as the wise man and who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? And the answer, a man's Wisdom maketh his face to shine, and the boldness of his face shall be changed. So I want to preach tonight on this thought. This is my title, What a Wise Man Looks Like. I've got five points, and I've got a lot of verses that tie into it uh, that we'll not necessarily turn to. We may turn to some because some of it will be a little lengthy. We'll be looking at Proverbs quite a bit. Matter of fact, if you want to turn over to Proverbs chapter number 2, we'll do a good bit of reading from Proverbs chapter number 2. While you turn there, I'm going to give you the five points and then look at them one at a time. My first point, they're not alliterated, but my first point is just this question. Who is the wise man? And then my other four points are the, are the four statements found in our text. First point, who is the wise man? Second point, who is as the wise man? That's what the Bible actually says. And then my third point, who knoweth the interpretation of a thing. My fourth point, a man's wisdom makes his face to shine. And then my fifth point, the boldness of his face shall be changed. Now, having said that, the word wisdom, the word wise is Strong's number 2450. And I, well, I talked about this when we studied the book of Proverbs. It's Strong's number 2450. It actually means wise. That is intelligent, skillful, or artful. And matter of fact, some of your commentaries and commentators talk about wisdom as skill. Amen. It is skill at living. How to live well. They're translated in the King James Bible several different ways. It's translated cunning and cunning man. It's translated subtle. It's translated wise, it's translated wise-hearted, and it's translated wise-hearted man in the Scripture. It is in the masculine form, and that doesn't mean that women can't have wisdom. Matter of fact, wisdom, when she's personified in the book of Proverbs, is in the feminine form. Amen. And so I believe that we could apply that in both, or we should say in all cases. Amen. I told you to turn to Proverbs chapter 2 in chapter number 9 and verse number 10. Uh, and it, this is not the only time it says it. It says it all through the book of Proverbs. But chapter number 9, verse number 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So it begins with fearing God. Wise, to be wise, you have to recognize God in His rightful place. If you don't recognize God as a rightful place, you don't have wisdom. You might have knowledge. You might have some intelligence, but you don't have wisdom. Amen. That's why scientists, listen, they can be smarter than a tack and dumber than a rock at the same time. 
Yeah. And I mean, you, just so many things that you can think about that sometimes scientists make these statements like, like for example, does reality even exist? Well, where, where would reality exist? Does it exist where? In reality? There's gotta be a reality. Then they say, well, there are no absolutes. Are you absolutely sure? They gotta be absolutes. They gotta be. But, this book does say there are absolutes, and this book does say there is reality. But men can get so far out there thinking, and they can twist their way of thinking, and they can twist their way of talking, till you don't know what is real. And again, it goes back to how to interpret things. But if you have God in His rightful place, you know there's a God in heaven, just like these ladies sang, and by the way, like they testified. When you know, even when you can't understand it, you can trust Him beyond your understanding. Amen. You can trust Him beyond your understanding because you know He's out there beyond your understanding. He's out there farther than you can say. Amen. You can trust that. He's in His right place. That's wisdom. Fear of the Lord. By the way, the word, that, that, that phrase, fear the Lord, is actually a word that's not talking about being afraid, but it's talking about having some respect. Amen. Reverence, trust in the Lord. And, and they run real close. I feared my dad. I wasn't afraid that dad would kill me, although sometimes I'd say that. Well, if dad caught me, he'd kill me. The fear is the respect, the reverential fear. And that's what he's talking about here, that we reverence God, we respect God, we honor God. That's the idea that is given. Now look at at Proverbs chapter number 2, and it says a lot about that other places, but here real well. Look at verse number 6. We'll read down through verse number 18. For the Lord giveth wisdom. That's where it comes from, by the way. Where you get wisdom, you get it from God. Thank God for school books, but that ain't where you get wisdom. Amen. Thank God for good teachers, whether it's your mom or whether it's somebody else. Thank God for good teachers. But that ain't where you get wisdom. You get it from God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Where does it come from? Out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. What comes out of your mouth? Words. How, How do you get words out of God's mouth? Well, you get God's Word. Amen. Thus saith the Lord. Verse number 7. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. That's why you love it. You want to learn. You want to grow. All right. When Let me read again verse 10. When wisdom entereth into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked, and they froward in their paths, to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger, which flattereth with her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth, and forgetteth the covenant of her God, for her house inclineth unto death, and her paths unto the dead. I'm stopped there in verse number 18. He's talking about this wisdom that comes from God. That's point number one, by the way. Where do you get wisdom? You get it from God. Amen. Then what does wisdom do? By the way, wisdom comes from God. Wisdom helps you walk uprightly. Amen. Helps you walk uprightly. 
He tells us wisdom gives us discretion. That's a word we don't use a lot today, and there's not a lot of discretion nowadays. Not a lot of discretion. Discretion is being able to discern. By the way, that's what Miss Woodard said she's praying for. Amen. We need that in in our world. We we need that in our personal life. Decisions that we're going to make. We need some discretion. Well, it comes from God. It, it helps us walk uprightly. It gives us discretion. It'll keep us from falling in with evil men. Verses 12 through 15 talk about that. By the way, there's evil men out there. That's one of the reasons why we're nervous. If you If your child goes off to college, we're nervous about that. If your child goes off to the military, we're nervous about that. If a child goes off to the workforce, we're nervous about that. Amen. And by the way, they have to eventually. They have to do something. Amen. You, you want them to get up off of the couch sometime? <laughs> get out in life. Amen. Amen. But you're nervous about when they go out. You know why you're nervous? Because you know there's evil men out there. And those evil men love to prey on simple minds. They love to indoctrinate people in more evil. They love to initiate people to, to what's the word I'm looking for, to, to bring people into their evil. They love to do that. And they love then to warp them. And then there's not only evil men out there, but there's evil women out there. Perverse women. He's talking about that. Wanton women is the way I use that. Evil men and wanton women. Wisdom will keep us from those people and all off those paths. But wisdom will also help us help others off those paths and direct them away from those paths. Amen. As well. So, wouldn't you agree with me? I'm talking about who is the wise man. Wouldn't you agree with me that reading the Bible and going to church and listening to preaching, responding to preaching, simply following the Lord and fellowshipping with the Lord, that that would help us have more wisdom? Amen. You'd have to agree that it would. Wouldn't you agree with me that if wisdom protects us from the evil man and protects us from wanton women, then we need more of that in our world today because evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse. We need it. By the way, that's one reason we need our children in church. Do everything you can to keep them in church. Amen. Do everything you can to keep them sitting on people. You say, well, they don't understand anything. You'd be surprised how much they pick up. Amen. Do your best to keep them in the house of God and the things of God. Amen. We need some wise men. We need some wise women in our world today. Who is the wise man? He tells us it's somebody that knows God. Amen. Somebody that knows God. Number two, my, my question is, who is as the wise man? That, that's what the Bible actually says. That's the way it actually reads. In our text, I'm, I'm back, and, and hold your place in Proverbs. We're coming back to chapter three in a minute. But in Ecclesiastes chapter eight and verse number one, who is as the wise man? That's verse one, part A, if you want to do it that way. So it's not asking us who the wise man is, actually. But it's asking if there's anybody that can be compared to the wise man. Who is as the wise man? What he's doing here when he's saying that, he's asking a question. Well, he's asking a question and in the question he's making a statement that the wise or wisdom is an excellency. Wisdom is a, is a status to aim for. Wisdom is a, 
is a rise above the standard, a rise above the status quo. Amen. And so he's saying, he's showing you the exalted position. Who's as good as this? Who's, who's like this? She's, she's, her price is far above rubies. It talks about that wise woman. Amen. Who is as the wise man? He's showing you the excellency of that point. Now look at chapter number three of Proverbs. Chapter number 3 and verses 13. We'll read down through verse 18 of Proverbs 3. The Bible says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her. And happy is everyone that retaineth her. Amen. So that word happy is also the word blessed. And what he's saying here is that wisdom is a uh, is a excellency that we ought to strive for. It is a goal we ought to aim for. That's what he's talking about. Look at chapter number 4 and verse number 5, 6 and 7. Solomon says, get wisdom. Get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee, love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Amen. Again, he's exalting the excellency of wisdom. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow and continue this message throughout this week. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.